However, some okay. of these make a pretty compelling read. For example, one of the pioneering fan fictions in the genre titled, oh my God, <laughs> XXX Trail Wide Cargo Stuff's Major Shipping Line. <laughs> <laughs> <this> huge payload. <laughs> Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Take My Word podcast. Welcome back to the Take My Word podcast. If you're new around here, this is the podcast where I, your host Christian, scour the web looking for the craziest, funniest, wackiest stories from the previous weeks, and I bring them here to you so we can laugh at them together. This week, I have a special guest. Knees, he is from the 10 in the Hole podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is Knees. I'm from the 10 in the Hole podcast, the podcast where we dissect, digest, and defecate opinions on the weekly football, or I guess soccer, to you Americans. I tried to say that in a not-so-condescending voice as well. <laughs> I get it, man. I just, when I hear football, you know, obviously from the States, I immediately go to American football since I played it for nine years you know that's generally been the struggle like ever since moving to north america i would have mm -hmm. i've had to adjust a lot to the lingo and yeah. um you know but eh, whatever man you know i i will concede every now and then and call it soccer without vomiting which is you know huge improvement yeah do you uh have yet do you watch american football at all do you have any interest in american football uh, I watch the Super Bowl every year, but yeah. otherwise, I I do find it a bit difficult to not so much understand it. Like I, I get the game; it's just too many mm -hmm. commercials and uh, <laughs> not enough sports. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing with because like I I've only played football. I haven't done any other sports. It is a lot of get ready, go for like six seconds, and then reset. So I can definitely see how it might not keep people's attention too much except for like yeah. there obviously is gonna be times like you know if you're like hurry up two meta offense then it gets a little fast paced but especially like if you watch a little brother he's like eight and he played a little league and my god dude that was that was i love football to death but that was that was horrendous <laughs> <laughs> so like they don't because he's playing flag football, right? Because they don't want seven year olds destroying each other. And yeah. he uh he has the attention, you know, of a seven year old. And I watched him. He was playing, he was center, so he's the one hiking the ball. And yeah. they get up, they line up, he puts his hand on the ball, and then like the, the quarterback, he's just like, down, set. And I watched him. My brother, he took his hand off the ball, grabbed a <laughs> fistful of grass, and he threw it. In, in the defender's face and then hike the ball i'm like man that's that's old school that. That. yeah that's that's the leather football concussions are okay type football right there yeah where you take the guy you just paralyzed socks and wrap them on your helmet for the next team <laughs> next week right i like that yeah so did you uh did you play soccer or football in high school uh yeah pretty much been playing like since i could walk I, I mean i lived in the third world so that's pretty much all we had that and rocks mm -hmm. uh sometimes yeah. you know we wouldn't have a ball so we would use the rock as the ball <laughs> but um 
I kept playing up until like my first couple of years in university and then my knees mm -hmm. gave out and uh, that's where I turned more, more into an armchair pundit. <laughs> A lot safer. That... Um, still qu quite just as aggravating, but you know, without all the mm -hmm. physical effort. <laughs> yeah, I played. So I played, uh, I started in flag football when I was in third grade and I absolutely hated it. Because it was for flag football, this league I was in, it was at the YMCA. And our practice was the 15 minutes before our game. We would show oh, 15 geez. minutes before to the field. And then we would, air quotes, practice. And we uh, basically it was just you run back to the huddle. And then the kids would shout out what position they want each other to, like, what to be that play. <laughs> and then you went and played it. And then I was like, this sucks ass. And then I went to tackle football, and then I did that until, like, my junior year of high school. But it was just such a – I don't know how it is for you when you're playing in high school, but they just expect, like, it to be your entire life. Like, you can't do anything else. Is that how it was for you? Uh, I wish it was, actually, because I, I love the game. Like, I, it's, it's still my favorite thing to do is mm -hmm. to actually, like, play. Because, I don't know, like, I can just disconnect mm – -hmm everything on the world and like for whatever amount of time that all that matters is what's happening like on the pitch there well our, our teachers mm -hmm. didn't give a fuck man our school did not care we had a soccer team every year basically like from first grade up until you graduate and i was on it every year and i think once i reached the eighth grade at most we had one friendly game a year if that so like mm -hmm. we it was just wasted the, like for at least a good five years and we actually had a good team which was mm -hmm. disappointing even worse uh we didn't have like a full gr length grass field oh, that's, <laughs> so that's we, bad yeah we either had like the small five aside uh pitches one was dirt literally dirt uh with big rock pebbles as well just you know to add to the intensity and <laughs> otherwise it was yeah otherwise it was concrete and all the other schools had pitches like full size 11 v 11 grass pitches and we'd go there it'd be the biggest thing we've ever seen <laughs> we're lost completely we'd be annihilated in terms of stamina within 10 minutes <laughs> and we just yeah. get our asses whipped every time. <laughs> yeah, what do you expect when you're not practicing on a full field? Your poor bodies don't know what to do when you have to run that extra 30 yards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's not just that. Like, nobody is really close to you, so you can't really communicate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just a waste of time, man. And, we, yeah, we were yeah. just known as bitches across the board. <laughs> Your school just in general? Like, yeah. God, don't worry. <laughs> It's a yeah, bye week, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, but I like, I played, I went to the same school from first grade till I graduated. And I played uh, for the little league team from like fourth grade until middle school. And then once we hit like sixth grade, that's when they started having us go to uh, air quotes, optional weight training. So we would go to the high school and they'd have us weight train three days a week. From like Wait, in sixth, sixth grade? Yeah. Sixth, seventh grade, I started weight training. 
So we would go I, and they would. Yeah. There's no way that's healthy, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, our, our football, <laughs> our head coach at the time, our head coach at the time, not to like height stream anybody, but he was maybe five, five. Yeah, because he started Maybe. lifting weights in the sixth grade. <laughs> that's that's the story. I said that he started lifting. Yeah, he said he started lifting and when he was twelve because his dad used to be the coach, and then obviously they passed it down because uh, he was one of the best classes to ever go through our school, and they said that he, he stunted his growth because he started lifting that early. <laughs> so why and is he making y'all do it? <laughs> he wants to pass pass it on. He wants us to be the the smallest and fastest in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah, like my, that, uh, that's great. <laughs> Until you meet those it. six four <laughs> behemoths. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my. Sorry, my, uh, actually my gonna make it. Year, <laughs> my freshman year, he uh, he got so we had freshman coaches, which were our middle school coaches. They moved up with us throughout the program, and he taught like he was a coach for the the varsity team. So we still had our old coaches. We didn't really have to worry about him except for the train weight training. And he got he got fired and investigated because he made somebody that knowingly had a back injury, like he had like a a, set, a herniated disc or something. He knowingly Jeez. still made them lift. And uh, obviously, the the state did not appreciate that, and he got shit canned. And after that, our team started getting a lot better. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Yeah, we had tyrant fucking left him. <laughs> yeah, he said, "I won back in '78. We're doing it the same fucking way." They have, our school had didn't have a winning season since 2005. From 2005 oh, no. to my senior year, 2018, they did not have a positive season. They lost more games than they won for that long. Jesus, man. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, uh, my university uh, soccer team. Uh, I was on it for oh, three and a half years, maybe. And in those three and a half years, we won two games. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one, one I was suspended for, so I couldn't play. <laughs> yeah. He said, I contributed. I was on the scout team. <laughs> I, I didn't even go watch it, man. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> that sucks. Dude, yeah, I, no, it, it sucks. So like, it's I'm, so demoralizing, you know. <laughs> losing, yeah, it, I, I understand that. Just over and over, and it's not. It comes to a point where you don't even dream of winning. <laughs> you just yeah. show up to think, ah, you know what? Let's let's maintain our dignity today, guys. <laughs> After a while, it's just like, um, okay. <laughs> Another game. Let's bring back that L. Yep. Let's let's you yep. know. Let's at least be able to look our friends in the face after. <laughs> that would suck in college, man. Like high school, like there's bad high schools, but was it just a recruiting problem? Um. Okay. Or... So we have like varsity level, and then like a developmental. I was mm -hmm. in the developmental. But they didn't really okay. put that much focus on the development aspect. Mm -hmm. So we'd practice a once a week. Yeah, exactly. Wow. We practice once a week for two hours, uh, usually on a Thursday, and uh, show up Sunday, play full 90 minutes. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it never worked yeah. out. <laughs> no, for like for us, man, even if you were like third string JV team, we had our season. When our season ended that next Monday is when off season conditioning started. And off season conditioning was Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Fucking hell. Until yeah, that's how it should be, man. And then until the summer, and then summer camp started, and then it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for uh, like four hours. Oh, let me ask you a question about, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, it's not optional because they'll cut you. It, yeah, it's not optional. So like sports in North America, like it's, especially in the USA, like it's really, mm-hmm. really competitive. And like a lot of mm-hmm. people get to go to college just based on like playing football or something like that. But especially like for the NFL, like I get how lucrative it is to like college football is on TV and things like that. But what, what happens to like those who don't make it like, and how many don't even make it to the NFL? Like, what, what do they do? There's no like a subdivision where you can go and play. Is there? There's, there is semi-pro, but like, actually, have you? Did you hear about the uh, the XFL? It got uh, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon's F- XFL. Uh, mm-hmm. So of course I heard about that, man. So that you know that it happened uh, back that he had it like a long time ago, like before I even could even comprehend what semi-pro football was, and it it failed, and then it came back this time. And dude, I'm telling you, that was just pure unadulterated football, and I loved every second of it. And then, uh, just unfortunately, Pandemic. because of COVID, yeah. yeah. And then people were just like, everyone's like rooting, like, oh, we knew it was gonna be a one season thing, failures. <laughs> I'm like, no, they were selling out stadiums. They're selling out NFL stadiums at like 60% capacity consistently. Yeah, and I was it's, my it... buddies. Do what? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry about that. I was talking to my buddies. Like, obviously, it wasn't created to compete with the NFL because it's considered like they wanted it to be a sister league. They wanted it to be like a developmental league. That's why it was in the off season for the NFL. So it'd be like February, uh, January, February, then the Super Bowl, and then the next like two, three weeks later is when the XFL season start. Now it wouldn't hurt the NFL at all. If anything, it would be better for the NFL but I think that it would kill college football. Yeah, definitely would. But the thing is, it will never work because of Vince McMahon. And his karma is at an all-time low for all those people he stepped on to make himself who he is. And uh, he will just consistently fail with that. He would love to beat football. He always wanted want to. to. He would, yeah, he always wanted yeah. to. That's why he started the XFL to begin with. And he always had Raw on Mondays because, oh, yeah, people are going to watch this over football. We're the biggest thing. And uh, nobody cares every time. And I was so happy he failed again. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry to someone who was a fan of the XFL, but fuck me. <laughs> oh, well, uh, you know that Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he bought out the XFL, and it's going to be coming back in 2022. Okay, if The Rock does it, I'm okay with that. The Rock. Well, can do I think that the reason wants. that it had a chance this time is because they made Oliver Luck, Andrew Luck's dad, the commissioner, and mm-hmm. so McMahon was just like, "Okay, this is mine," but he was not hands on at all. It was all Oliver Luck, 
I was doing it, and that's why I was being lucrative, and that's why they were selling jerseys and hats and filling stadiums because they did it the right way. They didn't want to compete with the NFL. They made it a sister, and they realized that it's a developmental league because, like, think about it. So if you're a kid that school – because there's a lot of people. School is just not for them. Like, they graduate high school, and they don't want to go to college, but they might be really good at football. Yeah, they're smart in different ways besides school. But there's a lot of kids that are really talented at sports that just couldn't, they can't cut it in college. So why would you go to college and possibly play and not get paid? Or you can go to the XFL and get $30,000 a year by sitting on the bench and still have a chance to go to the NFL. I'd take that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, definitely. Like um, for any like sport competition, helps like um I, I know in america like it's pretty much the the major league for each sport and that's basically it i mean i know there are minors like in baseball and hockey baseball. for example mm-hmm. but they don't get the attention whereas like uh my football <laughs> uh, like every country has like a system where even like if you're an amateur team you could work your way up to the top division and I think mm-hmm. um, American sports lacks that. Like uh, a big reason, for example, uh, a few years back, Toronto won the MLS. And everybody was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. But they didn't care <laughs> at all. But but I also didn't care, even though, like, oh, I could have gone and watched it and, like, kind of lived it. I couldn't give a fuck because there's no punishment for being bad, I feel. Like, you can't have you can have a shit season and then the next year they reward you with like oh okay you can get 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 like first round draft pick you get your pick of the best talent and uh just go at it again whereas if you are shit in football you get relegated to a lower division Mm -hmm. suffer the consequences yeah that's how it should be man should be ruthless well, it's just if there's not competition, nothing's gonna drive you to want to get better. You know, like yeah, how much, maybe. how many major dis- changes have happened to the NFL? There's been rule changes and stuff, but like they don't even keep to that. Like they made it so like a touchback, so if you kick hit the like um kickoff if it hits the end zone, you know they could start at the twenty yard line. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, this, and I was like, didn't they change it to twenty five? And my mom and my my dad were just like. Uh, no, it's always been 20. I said, no, they, they change it to 25. And then they're like, no. I looked it up and they change it to 25 for one year. They put it back to 20. Like, <laughs> you know, they don't, like, they just don't change. They're not flexible. Yeah. I mean, I, I, okay, on the pitch, at least, like, say, all right, the system's perfect. But I don't know that you know there's teams in the NFL that don't deserve to be there anymore. <laughs> like you yeah. know there are. Like uh, who's the ones that people always talk about? Oh, fuck, I wish I was the Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> the Browns. They actually they had a great season this year. They went to the playoffs for the first time since I don't even remember. It's been a while. Or like, have you ever even heard of the Arizona Cardinals? I have. Yes, that's surprising. Like that's yeah. one of the statistically the worst teams in the NFL. Like, 
Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I thought they played baseball, man. See, I do. <laughs> that's a bad that's, that's a good point. You know, like there's teams that are like, "Oh, you're an NFL team." <laughs> that is fucking insane. Man. Yeah. Do you have any uh, funny stories from your time playing soccer? Funny stories from my time playing soccer. Um, not a lot of funny ones. A lot of injuries, if anything. I've broken. Funny if you... that, that, that counts. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I have so many injuries, like more than I count. I'm pretty sure. Oh, fuck, like I'm 26 now. I've mm-hmm. broken. I've broken 23 bones so far. That's nutty. And that's like aside from all like yeah, ligaments, strains, and uh, mostly sports related, mostly. Some not so much. <laughs> like one time, I I fell two stories. Uh, oh, that, that wasn't very sporting of me. No, <laughs> not yeah, very pog champ. <laughs> yeah, uh, when I, when I was a kid, like uh, we lived in a, an apartment building, so um, my parents didn't know I smoked cigarettes then. So like I would sneak okay. down to the second floor, and there was like a skylight above the entrance of the building, mm-hmm. and um. There was a ledge behind it where, like, they had air conditioning, you know, those machines and stuff. So I would just, like, sneak around the, the glass and uh, chill there, have my cigarettes. And one time, as I was about to go back inside, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of slipped and my knee hit the glass. And uh, it must have been at just the right angle because, like, it broke. Oh. And uh, I just fell right through. <laughs> And um, scary. Yeah, it was uh, about 23 and a half feet. And um, I was lucky because it was cushiony marble floor. So, uh, you know, I usually wouldn't consider uh, marble be the one of the most soft substances, but (laughs) no, no, it it doesn't give. It doesn't give. No, no. Uh, Luckily, I landed on my hand, though, like on my left hand. So um, in my wrist, I think there's like nine bones in the wrist. I broke six and dislocated the other three. And I completely shattered my elbow as well. So like uh, it was dust. <laughs> they they had to scrape out the dust. <laughs> oh. And give me uh, a brand new elbow. Yeah. Like I, I was lucky it, was, it happened when I was 17 because like I had a chance to go back and things like that but yeah <laughs> definitely got away with that one yeah <laughs> that I, was uh, the worst I, that that sounds pretty bad yeah, i'm lucky enough on the i broke a finger playing football except like for playing football i really really lucky in that regard for just i never got a concussion because like i i have friends that have gotten concussions and like they say like it's I have one friend that's like one concussion away from being able to get a handicap parking pass from Jesus. That it's bad stuff. No, I never got a concussion. I just broke I broke my uh my right pointer finger, got stuck in a face mask. And uh yeah. you know there's not much movement there and it's connected to somebody's head, so obviously like yeah. oh they look to the left and uh oh. <laughs> I gave one of my best Jesus. friends from high school he's like, Bro, I don't I don't know why he'd want to do this. It's just the type of person he was. He's like, 
you can't give me a concussion. I said, why would you want me to do that? <laughs> he said, you won't do it. I said, okay. So then we did a, a lineman drill with, for the lineman drill. It's, you know, fully padded. And then one person stands, like you stand about, I'd say, a yard and a half from each other. And then they, you guys go and you try to see who can push each other farthest back. So, like, basically just seeing how who's the better blocker, like who would win in a, on the offensive line. So we did that, and I, this kid was probably, I'm not a small guy. I'm, I was probably, at that time, 180 pounds to 200 pounds. Now I'm, I wish I was that. But <laughs> he, he, uh, he was probably like 125. It's, it's a big size difference. And I just, I bulldozed this kid, man. And I, I really wasn't trying to go for concussing him, but. Um, I think he jinxed himself because I look, I go to help him up, put my hand out like a good sportsman, and uh, I, he's looking in two different directions. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> this this looks bad. So yeah, he had you a, taught him a lesson. Though. Yeah, let's not Careful mess with you brain injuries. For, man. <laughs> no, my worst injury though isn't even from football. Do you uh, do you know what show choir is? No, what is that? No. So obviously choir, you know, singing. So show choir, singing and oh, dancing. Oh, show choir. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I like know. you know the you know the movie, the TV show Glee. Yes, yes. So it's like that, but realistic. So I did that in high <laughs> school, and my group was uh, my school was very very good at music and very okay at sports. So my junior year, I um my coach was just not being flexible with other stuff. Cause I, I had choir and I like that stuff was for a grade and we were doing off season conditioning. And I was like, I can't come to this day. He's like, you got to come. I'm like, it's optional. He's like, Oh, he hit come. you with the said, classic oh, high school musical dilemma, man. <laughs> it's exactly, it was the exact same, exact same thing. And then, so I come in one day, I said, I have to go to this event. And he's like, no, you can't do that. And I was like, okay. Then uh, I quit. He's like, you're really going to quit. I said, I have a state championship with choir. We haven't had a winning season since 2005. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, that's what you want to do. You're going to regret it. I do not regret it. Because that's all my best friends. Troy Bolton. (laughs) Dude, it's copy paste into my real life. And then, but like I... I have so many great stories from show choir. My best friends that I still hang out with are from show choir. Most of the people that I played football with, I just didn't really vibe with them. It's not like I didn't give it a fair chance. I did it for nine years. But I was helping with show choir my senior year. And because uh, we, I was in the all that the advanced group, which was uh, males and females, so mixed. But then yeah. my girlfriend at the time was in the all girls advanced group and they needed to help move into set. So I was helping move this huge, like they made a double decker wooden bus for this performance. Cause they're like supposed to be on like in New York or whatever, dancing on top of a bus. And they okay. come in like, we need help moving this prop. And they said, we need volunteers. And then the director's like, okay, Christian. I'm like, I didn't even raise my fucking hand. Because I was obviously, <laughs> I'm the kid that came from football to do show choir. So I was the, the biggest guy there. He's like, okay, Christian, you're going to help. I said, I guess I'm helping. So they picked me and then probably the nine scrawniest possible people. 
if you walked into a room and you're like, okay, who would not be as of help for the situation? These are the nine people that he picked. So we're trying to push this bus and uh, we're pushing it across the stage and they have counterweights for the curtains. So they had yeah. the ropes coming down and it got the counterweight got stuck on the top of the bus. But the rope got stuck. So as we're pushing it, this weight's getting raised higher and higher. And then my ex-girlfriend's twin sister is on the top and she's like, oh, this is stuck. So she unhooks it from whatever it was hooked on and it swung like a pendulum into my head and cracked my head open. Jeez. And I was like, I didn't, I thought it was like a stage light. I thought we had a stage light and the stage light dropped and hit me, but I didn't, I just thought it hit me and that was the end of it. So I went back and kept pushing the bus and then someone runs over to said, you're bleeding. I said, no, I'm not. And then I put my hand up. I said, oh, I'm bleeding. So we walked back and the director's like, um, we'll call your mom and uh, bandage it up, get some ibuprofen so the pain isn't too bad. And my mom gets there. And my entire, all my clothes is covered in blood. And she's like, okay, we're taking it to the immediate care. <laughs> I went and got staples. <laughs> and, uh, not many. I only had to get two, thankfully. Okay, that's not bad. It's, have you had to get... You ever, you ever notice in those situations, like, you don't ever really feel any pain immediately? No. Until no, somebody tells you, like, what the fuck? Why are you bleeding so much? And then it hits you. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it was, I'm just saying, like, if it was, if me and the person behind me, this kid, his name was Steve, maybe a hundred pounds. If it hit Steve, Steve would have went flying Steve's cartoons. Dead. He would have been dead. He would have <laughs> yes, been like a head dispenser. Pez Spencer head just cocked back. Can't walk anymore. So if it happened to anybody, I'm glad it was me because everybody else would have freaked out. No, but the weirdest part of getting staples was that they, uh, the doctor, he said, do you want pain medication? I was like, um, yeah, probably. <laughs> so he gets the, the needle and he put it in my, cause like, there's not much skin there. Like there's not much flesh on your head. So no. he put the needle in like maybe like a millimeter and I could hear no. it. I could hear the liquid from the syringe going into my head. And that's one of the weirdest sensations of my entire life. <laughs> no, dude, I, I can relate to that because I had, um, I had something like, I don't know, some type of like growth behind my ear once. And mm -hmm. it was like, <laughs> I never knew what it was. I thought it was just this ball. I went to the doctor. He's like, ah, it's just like a, fat reserve that somehow got behind your ear it's, it's not a big deal if it hurts we'll take it out uh, fast forward a few mm -hmm. years later and my ear is like straight up sticking out like <laughs> like you can see into my ear as you're talking to me <laughs> uh, yeah that's not that's not normal <laughs> yeah so my dad was like uh, i have a cousin who is a doctor i take you to him we go there mm -hmm. cousins like checks it like oh yeah it's just a bit of fat I'll do it right now. It's not a big deal. And he, so he like drugged up just behind my ear and uh, he started cutting and I could hear the scalpel tearing the flesh. Like it's, it's literally right there. It might as well, it's clearer than earphones. And, yeah. uh, uh, he's digging and he's yanking and I'm, I'm okay. But like, I can feel him like 
just pulling at my head without really being able to feel it at the same time. And mm-hmm. uh, they're like, oh, if I had known it was this big, I would have done this tomorrow in, a, in an actual hospital, but whatever, we're already here. <laughs> and then yeah, you, can't sudden... <laughs> you can't uncut what you already, already cut, and it's kind of, a, it's not a pause, come back later type of thing. Yeah, and so he starts digging, and he goes past where he put in the pain, <laughs> pain relief needle. Oh, yeah. And mm. it was like, dude, it was like somebody was scraping my brain out of my head. It wow. was the most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my life. And that's, I could hear it. I could hear it in such detail. I could hear, <laughs> I could hear whatever was inside get cut. I could hear like the yanking. I could hear it ripping. It was fucking excruciating. But he let me keep whatever, <laughs> whatever he took out. <laughs> And it was yeah, like this little ball of fat hair, like a lot of hair was wrapped growing out of it. <laughs> oh, was it like a extreme ingrown hair or something? It was basically, I don't know. I don't know if it was like my lost twin brother or something, but it seemed to be <laughs> like, I don't know, like somebody stuck a stem cell in there and it just like started taking from everything around it to just formulate <laughs> this that's, shitty little ball of that's fried, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but that was a, I have a, uh, I have a funny story from, my years in football that I could I told it about a year ago but my buddy brought it up because I said that because I was going to ask about like the sports stuff and if you had any funny stories from it he's like oh you should tell that story again so um did you ever were you ever in a situation that like did you ever have to shower with your teammates uh only in like uh, not with soccer but with taekwondo I had to Mm -hmm. oh you did taekwondo Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did it for about nine years. My dad, he's a he's a third degree black belt. He does a shoregojuru, which is a kind of a very niche niche style of karate. But he's in the martial arts hall of fame for it, so it, it did him well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I never yeah, got to those know. levels, unfortunately. But I got I got a two degree black belt. I, I, I'm Second happy degree. with that. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad said that the second degree was one of the most proud moments of his life because he he tried multiple times, and he finally got it. I had I, to try multiple times for my first degree. Uh, mm-hmm. The first time I uh, like I did the test, I had a broken finger, so okay. <laughs> yeah, that, they wouldn't let me worked. fight, which is a key component. And uh, all my punches were with like one, f- my pointer finger just sticking out. <laughs> did you, uh, did you guys have to memorize katas? Did you guys do katas? Yeah, yeah, pumsi yeah. we call it. Okay. Yeah, those were excruciating as well. Yeah, well, it's basically it's like a it's like a dance in a way. Essentially, yeah, you know? yeah, it's exactly what it is. So, uh, and our coach did not fuck around with that shit, man. Like. I remember certain stances, like, you know, because it just, it's just like slight changes on stances usually. From, mm-hmm. So, like, there was one where you kind of have to be on the balls of your feet, I think, right? That's what they call it. And mm-hmm. so, like, with both, with your heels raised on both feet. 
And uh, I remember our coach, when he was teaching it to us, he left for like 20 minutes and just left us all. Don't let you there. <laughs> and bro, the struggle, like I could feel my calves and my quads <laughs> just like crying. And then he comes back with a big ass stick after 20 minutes. Anybody who's not in the right position, right on the Got fucking it. Achilles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are like, like teenage guys will get to that point like, oh, I ain't fucking scary. My dad, uh, let him try to speak up to me. Dude, I was never in that situation. My uh, my dad had a we had a dojo in the garage. We had our own padded. We had our own padding. We had our own punching bags and everything in the garage. And for my open house, my dad's like, because he was he specialized in in the pressure points. So oh he's like, "Do you guys want to see me? You guys want to see me knock Christian out? Who's gonna say no to that? <laughs> Who's gonna say no to that? Christian? So he's like, oh. <laughs> I, yeah. So I come over, and it's not like he's not like he's like oh, just deck me in the jaw, obviously. So he laid his the back of his hand right like right around my jawline, and he just tapped it, tapped his hand with his other hand, and I was out." <laughs> and then so everyone just like and then you know obviously have you ever been not like do you ever do knockouts and stuff for karate um they wouldn't they didn't like teach us how specifically yeah they usually but... that's, that's usually some higher yeah. higher stuff you don't want you just knocking your friends out if you don't know what you're doing yeah exactly but, <laughs> but i like, have been knocked structure. out and i've knocked a guy out as mm -hmm. well and uh i will say it's a lot more fun being the guy who knocks the other guy out yeah well like so he knocks me out and then just imagine being at your open house all your high school friends and your girlfriend her girlfriend's family just looking over you like the scene from spider-man 2 when he passes out on the train you're just like oh yeah oh. <laughs> it's like, i'm like hi uh, uh i don't know how it got here <laughs> did you shit your pants I, no i didn't shit my pants thank god for that huh? <laughs> yeah that would have been a great story though i would have been like oh you know what? i'm gonna save this for three years from now for my podcast i don't even have yet that's golden content right there <laughs> no but while i was bringing up like the the shower thing so my like i i try to do way too much stuff in high school so I was at one time I had a job. I worked at Taco Bell. I sling the tacos for a living. I was in a musical. I was in show choir, football, and I was the captain of a law enforcement program, which was like people that might want to be cops when they grow up. And yeah. we would go and we would like learn like laws and nomenclature for stuff. So I had a, a, an event for the, law enforcement program the same like right after a practice and being from how my coaches reacted to me not going to a one practice i don't think that they're gonna let me miss another practice like i it was i had to do both <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> i wasn't gonna go straight from football practice for two and a half hours outside to an event for us the city so i'm like i need a shower but i'm not gonna have time to go home and shower and then my mom was like, well, you know, they have showers at the stadium where you're changing. I said, yeah, but only 
like nobody does the showers there. She said, okay, so why is it a problem? And I was like, I guess you're right. So I bring all my stuff to change in for, because my mom was picking me up because this was before I could drive myself. So I go in there, I bring out like my, my towel, my clothes to the showers with me, I leave it right outside. And I go in and it's like a, like a square, like there's the entrance. And then there's this like shower heads lining the walls. And I go to the far, like to the far right in the corner by myself. So I'm showering and then no one else is in there. And then I just hear splish, splash, splish, splash footsteps coming. And I'm like, no, is this going to be the first time anybody ever showers after practice? (laughs) (laughs) Is this going to be it? And lo and behold, this guy comes in and knees. Where do you think this guy (laughs) shower? What, what, what head shower head do you think this guy chose? Uh, probably the one you were using <laughs> right next to me. That's splish we splash elbow- sounded really close. <laughs> the splish splash were right up next to me, started the faucet one, oh. one, one step to the left of me. So Jesus. this, this kid was a senior. So I'm sure that he's just, you know, he runs the school, you know, he's badass. He's 18. He knows how life works. And I'm, you know, 15 years old, maybe young and so, supple. Yeah. I so I this was my worst nightmare unfolding right in front of me. So I'm trying to get done as quick as possible. So I'm like speed showering, but the faucets they weren't like they were detachable, but I was trying to maneuver myself because I still had some soapy ass cheeks. And I was yeah. trying to maneuver myself. And there's no there's no manly way to maneuver yourself to get <laughs> for the water to get your ass. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there like like ass pointed towards the wall and what would be what do you think would be the worst possible thing that this kid could say or do in this situation what what do you think if i'm you in that situation Mm -hmm. the the last thing i would want is for him to like smack my ass (laughs) you know what i would have been better than what he did he said oh no need some help with that and then he took the shower head off and started washing my ass Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he starts spraying the water. <laughs> he takes the shower head off. He said, "You need some help with that." And he starts spraying my back down for me, and I just oh said, "Good." Thanks, thanks. <laughs> I turn around. I turn the faucet off. I walk my shameful ass out. Grab my <laughs> towel, and I don't know if he had the same problem because you know a lot of people they wrap a towel around themselves and they can tuck it, you know, and it'll stay put, but. I'm a big motherfucker, so I would need a beach towel to be able to wrap around myself. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I'm like holding it because I still have about three inches of separation in the towel. So I'm trying to maneuver, like, I don't want the opening to be showing my dingling, and I also don't want it to be showing my ass crack. So I'm holding it to the side <laughs> and I'm walking through the locker room past all my friends to my locker to start changing. And then. <laughs> I change and I get, I leave I get in the car with my mom and she was like, so it wasn't that bad, right? It wasn't that bad showering at the school. I said, it was worse. It was fine. It was fine. I didn't want anybody to know what just occurred. And then it was last year. I said, I asked my mom, I said, do you remember when I had a shower at the, the high school? And she was like, yeah. I said, did I ever tell you what actually happened with that? She said, no. 
And I told her that, and she laughed so hard she fell out of her chair. <laughs> oh my god, man! <laughs> Yo, I would never. I wouldn't even I, use a public bathroom after that. <laughs> he said, "I'm shitting at home." The kid just like, "Oh, you need some help with that? I can wipe for you too." <laughs> yeah, so. Um, I, I, I I never showered at the school again. Uh, it was one out of ten would not recommend having a man help wash your ass off for you. I, it's it's the fact that he didn't even wait for you to say yes or no. He just took the shower. He was, and was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, like he was already doing it when he asked me. Like, cash you're asking you like. Uh, debit or credit and just putting debit for you without you even saying anything like you didn't even wait you for are an donating five dollars to sick kids oh, okay I guess yeah I can. you're donating today do you want to donate today okay that'll be five dollars oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing you don't have any stories related to that do you niece uh not that not that sexually charged no <laughs> That yeah. was some fucked up shit, man. That was like, that, was, that gave me prison vibes. <laughs> he needs help with that. Needs, oh, oh, you dropped the soap? I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, nah, nah, never, never that bad. I don't know. I, I can't think of anything that bad. Like, whenever I've had to use like the showers of Taekwondo, like, the worst we do is just like compare dicks. It's like, yeah, yeah. And there's always that one guy who's like an already adult size dick. You know, there was that one guy nobody looked at. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, nothing that intense. Definitely not. Right? He said, we might have compared, but there was no ass showering together. There's, nah. no splash, there's no splish splash. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's just like for science initially, you know? Yeah. I wanted to know how I was measuring up. Yeah. I didn't want to be falling behind. Where do I stand or where do I hang? You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into some stories. I have a couple stories. All right, we have first Iowa man attempts to evade police on a riding lawnmower. Oh, this is already amazing. It's already amazing. Of course, it's for not oh, Iowa. You ever you never hear anything positive about Iowa? You just it's kind of like Florida. When's the last thing you? Time you read something positive coming out of Florida? Oh, never. There's nothing never. I've ever heard that's positive about Florida. And I have a, I actually found a story about Florida that I wanted to share as well. <laughs> Sick. This one starts off sigh, dot, dot, dot. Ugh. Sigh. I hate it. I hate it already, man. I already hate it. I hope this guy didn't actually think he'll be able to get away with this. A Waterloo, Iowa man attempted to evade police on a riding lawnmower. Needless to say, he did get caught. This man's name is James Howard Harrington. They drop in the middle name. Damn. And he was caught on a home's security camera robbing their garage in the middle of the night. He then attempted to get away on his riding lawnmower with all the robbed items in hand. He would have been faster on foot. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> Maybe he's souped he up. Hurt, you know? I, yeah. He got like he a hemi in there, you know. Pack. I put a scat pack on my lawnmower. Let's <laughs> zoom, zoom right out of there. The WCF courier writes, 
that according to court records, he was struggling to keep the John Deere mower on course. This he he was messed up. This guy yeah, got a DUI yeah. on a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> on his way home. Yeah, would you, would you, you would actually get a DUI on a lawnmower, wouldn't you? Um, yeah, it my is... dad's written tickets for it before. Oh, Jesus. It, it's possible. You can get a DUI on a, a moped. My dad calls mopeds Deweys because everyone that rides a moped usually has a DUI and can't drive a car. <laughs> <laughs> Deweys. Nice. I like that. Also, on the same night, the same guy allegedly stole a bottle of vodka from a convenience store in town and, yep, you guessed it, rode away on his lawn, his riding lawnmower. This dude, <laughs> he's hitting up multiple places. The WCF yeah. says the, the court records state that Harrington's license is currently barred until November of 2024, so I wonder if he thought he could... That's what I'm saying. He probably, he definitely had to DUI. <laughs> if he thought he could get away with driving a riding lawnmower instead, that is not the case. However, uh, well, so regardless of DUI, he would have gotten caught regardless. Like you, you yeah, I mean, how many car. places could you actually hit on a lawnmower? Like, how far could you even get? He, he hits how the first the tank store. Does a lawnmower even have? And what's the yeah, gas? He can't have gone like past like a block. <laughs> Just turn the other block. All right, gotta wave him. <laughs> yeah, I read a story a couple weeks ago, no, a couple months ago. On this, um, this guy, this guy was on a high speed police pursuit, and he stopped and got gas during the pursuit, and still got away. How does that even happen? I. <laughs> The dude stopped and got gas, and he paid with cash inside. He didn't use his debit card at the pump, paid inside, and then came out and pumped gas. <laughs> I mean, hey, in in uh, what do you call it? In racing sports, you can do a pit stop and still win, maybe. <laughs> yeah, usually They're not allowed to. They're not allowed to risk it. <laughs> usually, uh, races don't have helicopters. <laughs> you cannot run a helicopter. In this, unless it's this one case, uh, officers arrested him for third degree burglary, fifth degree theft, and driving while it doesn't say impaired, it says bared. I don't know bared. what that means. Bared. Me either. He had, a, he had an accomplice. He had Smokey the Bear riding shotgun. <laughs> so he, he got a DUI. He couldn't drive a car, but he still wanted to commit crimes. So he tried to do it on his lawnmower. And then got another DUI. <laughs> That's impressive. I mean, if you think about that. Yeah, that, that is actually impressive. Like, uh, just for the it's vehicle not... choice. <laughs> the I fact that it was for... But he made it a chase, a... you know? Yeah, well, it was a chase. It wasn't just a <laughs> cop walks in front of you, puts his hand out. It was a, 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 slow, hey. a slow speed pursuit. Hey, stop it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> put that spike put that spike strips for the lawnmower. <laughs> oh, he's out of control now. Watch out, guys. <laughs> oh no. Watch out. <laughs> so, you said you had a story about Florida? Um, I did, yeah. It was just like a, in keeping with the Suez Canal thing. There was mm -hmm. um, 
Okay, all right. A boat in Florida was apparently jealous for the attention. And so on Thursday evening, a 38-foot-long pink and white boat somehow landed on the Interstate 10 near Crestview, blocking traffic for hours. <laughs> it, it landed on the... Oh, so it must have fell off a trailer or something. I, I don't know, because, like, I'm looking at the pictures, and, uh, like, it's it's sideways. It's covering the entire road, so I don't even know how it would have fallen like that. <laughs> That's crazy. insane. Man, I don't trying. understand how it would take that long to get it back on the trailer, or it had to be a trailer. It didn't just show up on the interstate, or unless they just got really lost somehow. <laughs> well, keep it on with the the Suez Canal. So, um, people are now writing erotic fan fiction about the ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. This I would love to hear. Yeah, on Jill, on, <laughs> on March twenty third, twenty twenty one ever given a golden class container ship wedged itself inside the Suez Canal after drawing a supposed dick pic in the ocean. What? <laughs> Is this I don't know if it's already in the fanfic or not. I don't know what it means by and I also don't there's a hyperlink for the dick pic, but I don't know if I want to click on that hyperlink. I will do it, Cindy. Oh it, it did. <laughs> oh. Like uh, just uh like uh, like the way planes do it kind of like I could send it in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, well, let me see. If... Oh, shit. Yeah, it did kind of draw a dick. It did. <laughs> why? 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 Why was this necessary? <laughs> they, they knew. He said, we're about I to don't... make Reddit's weak. The 400 meter long beast ended up blocking the world's busiest trade route for some of six days before it was refloated again. The unfortunate event was a quick to steer a toilet paper shortage delay of $400 million an hour in goods, including a massive shipment of sex toys, a plethora of memes, and its own line of fan merch. Just when he thought the internet's obsession with Ever Given had finally capsized. See, man, I love I love these, these jokes. So funny. Capsized. Ha ha ha. A new genre of erotica surfaced, one that will make you want to throw yourself overboard or wish the ship had kept the canal company for longer. Titled <laughs> along the lines of troubling the Suez inside for your days C A N A L anal of pleasure <laughs> and ever taken, the cargo ship has inspired a new genre of erotica with this tag suez canal anthropomorphic currently boasting 127 entries i thought this was one story i thought there was one fanfic about it not 127 that's nutty you gotta think about the uh, target audience man there's a lot of semen out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> he said this is for you currently boasting 127 entries on the transformative fan fiction platform archive of your own AO3, the genre can attributed human traits to the ship and canal, therefore creating uh, catering to a wide range of audiences with taste ranging from hardcore BDSM. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Softcore maritime. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He said, fan fiction about this. this one. 
<laughs> here's a tweet. This girl says, who is writing fanfic about the Suez Canal? 120 of 71 works in ever given container ship Suez Canal. Okay, but my thing is, so the people that found this were already on the website. The oh, yeah. archive of your own. So that's, isn't that like, that's kink shaming your fellow kinkers. I know. Like what makes your uh, Sonic the Hedgehog fanfic better than my Sonic Canal? Yeah. <laughs> he said, why do you think that you're better than me? <laughs> he said, uh, I'm just taking my big chungus and leaving. I don't yeah, like that. I have, yeah, I have a throbbing ship every now and then, and it needs a canal to dock in, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ever Given Container has another tweet by a girl named Rebecca. Ever Given Container ship X Suez Canal fanfic showing up on my Tumblr dash is my the final straw, y'all. I have had <laughs> enough. Oh, man, she can't browse. I didn't know. Did you know Tumblr was still around? I thought Tumblr died. I thought it died, yeah, along with like I haven't heard about Tumblr since things. like I haven't heard of Tumblr since legit middle school. Yeah, same uh, here. Man. Common it tropes is. in the genre described the do what? Oh no, I was gonna say I had nothing. <laughs> Leave it. Okay. <laughs> common tropes in the genre describe the Suez Canal as lonely and longing for a lover. Until the ever given with a bulbous bow wedges it into her walls, with <laughs> promise to provide the contact the canal has been deprived of for decades, before finally being pulled out. This titanic but sadder romance. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, in fairness. That, that's pretty good. Yeah, that, that got me. Romantic I got a trip. slight chub thinking about that. <laughs> Man, Poor lonely Suez Canal. Said, Ships going in and out, but about. never hitting the walls. Huh? <laughs> Sometimes three at a time. Before finally being pulled out, this titanic but sadder romantic trope is a sharp contrast to other entries with feature anti-capitalist satire. When the canal plots her revenge against humanity with Ever Given, a ship loyal to the captain and crew caught in the crossfire. Damn. Someone should make that a movie, man. (laughs) Some screenwriters writing these. Yeah. I want want a movie called Bulbous Bow. No, I just want a movie just Titanic but sadder. The actual title. (laughs) Or just Bulbous. Just Bulbous Bulbous would be a good name. Bulbous evergreen, ever Jeez. given. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, by default, these entries can fall under the category of crack fic, fan fiction that is intentionally absurd and usually written for laughs. However, some okay. of these make a pretty compelling read. For example, one of the pioneering fan fictions in the genre titled, Oh my god. <laughs> XXX trail wide cargo stuff's major shipping line. <laughs> <this> huge payload. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <I'll... laughs> XXX trail wide cargo stuff's major shipping lane delivers huge payload. What are you doing, step ship? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm stuck. <laughs> 
I'm stuck. Help. <laughs> that better be one of them. I really hope so. <laughs> you know, I, I'm curious, but I don't want to go on that website. Because I feel if I go on that website, there's no coming back. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely not. There's some things that you just can't, you can't come back from. <laughs> no. <laughs> Blaming each other's steering system. Uh, features of star-crossed lovers going through a rough patch. Blaming each other's steering system in narrow walls only for the unfortunate event before live-streaming themselves onto only freight. <laughs> only freight. <laughs> the story the story's author, who goes by the username Gal Wednesday, calls it the most cursed thing. I've, at least they know it. It's the most cursed thing I've ever written up. It's hilarious, though, man. <laughs> it's crazy. I am, though. It made me laugh. <laughs> I hope. Like, I know there's people definitely jerking off to it, but, you know, for the most part, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think the idea popped into my head while I was looking at memes of the Ever Given bulbous bow and how it had gotten lodged in place. They told Jezebel... The author further admitted that the research took more time than writing the 263-word story. That's... I don't think... That's not a fully fleshed-out story. I want exposition and a conclusion. It's... <laughs> that's barely a Twitter post. Exactly, man. <laughs> As they ended up browsing Cora for answers, the response, a staggering 10,000 hits. That's too many. Hmm. That's way too many. People should yeah. have better things to do. Although I say that, yeah. I'm, I'm stuck in a fucking another lockdown now. So if oh, I had yeah. found out, I probably would have been one of those 10,000. <laughs> you said it'd be 10,001. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. I might go anyway, man, just for the bullets. I'm going to start running, writing, what they call it, crack fic. Dude, if that's a if that's a market, I can definitely come up. With I think so too. All right, for the last story for the night is going to be man calls police on mom and friends dressed as dinosaurs in local park. The killjoy <laughs> called police after asking if she had a permit to dress up. Why he get called the police on his mom for dressing like a dinosaur? <laughs> Doesn't that's, have a permit. That's fraud, man. Right when lockdown started and stuff, people were going out like this, not because it was funny, because they thought it was the safest way to go outside. It's not bad. It, it, it is essentially hazmat suit. And then there's people that were using Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets as masks, so both sides of the coin. A mom of Genius. three has hit out Killjoy idiot who ruined a park dinosaur run she had organized to keep kids entertained by calling the cops samantha clarkson 47 and five pals donated the seven foot inflatable outfits on saturday april 3rd while going for a walk at moss bank park in Baltimore. it has a very i i wouldn't say flattering selfie of the woman i think you can go without <laughs> the selfie but the laughter turned in uh the eye-catching costumes attracted uh, scores of giddy youngsters who had been watching on sorry who had been watching on in wonder as Samantha and her mates spotted park 
but the laughter turned to tears when a man approached the group and asked if she had a permit. Did, did she start crying? Or was it the kids? Where's the tears coming from? Seems like a little bit of an over-exaggeration for a 47-year-old lady. Oh my dinosaurs! <laughs> How dare you have fun? You've ruined my walk. As a result, Samantha and her fellow dinosaurs played by her husband Dean, friends Deborah and Warren, and daughter-in-law Ella and Emily. Daughters-in-law Ella and Emily were forced to flee the park. Samantha, a child minder, a child minder. Does that mean a babysitter? Samantha, I, I a child would, I minder. So. Said, I guess. Child weird minder. That sounds weird. Said we were having a wonderful time and kids were loving it. Then. We found out some idiot had phoned the police. I couldn't believe it. I can believe it. <laughs> I watched yeah, a video. I, could I watched a video. Do uh, There's Planet Fitness is near you, right? Yeah. I watched a video the other day. This guy. Do you know what Planet Fitness that you can't drink out of anything that won't, like, bottle-wise that won't fit in the cup holders on the treadmills? What I don't, I mean, I don't go to the gym, so <laughs> but yeah. I, I've never heard that restriction. I I didn't either until I watched a video. This guy was bringing in, he had a big, a big jug with still had a handle on it, and the woman started screaming at him, You can't use that bottle, you can't use that bottle, it's too big, it won't even fit in the treadmill. He said, Well, good thing I'm doing strength training today. We go, Oh, <laughs> we avoided that scenario. She started freaking out, told him to leave. He's like, Why? Said your water bottle's too big. He said, "Why?" She called. It's not contract. an airplane, bitch. Like get the fuck away yeah. from me. Let me <laughs> let me work well, out. You know, Planet Fitness has the lunk alarm, and on the lunk alarm it has a definition of lunk. Like it acts like it's a like a dictionary definition. It says lunk noun or verb, and it has a definition. It says. Like uh, anybody that judges or whatever, and it has a sentence for an example. It says, "Oh, look at that lunk over there. He's wearing, uh, he's wearing a bodybuilder cut tank top and drinking out of a gallon jug. Hey, you should be happy that he's drinking water. <laughs> that seems like <laughs> something very stupid to complain about. I don't fuck around with hydration, man. It's important. The more, the better. None of this." <laughs> We fucking restriction on how much money, how much uh, uh, you can fit into your container coming in here. This is fucking bad, North America. Yeah, as bad as it sounds. I thought this was America. Just, I thought we had freedom. You say my bottle too big? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. We have a sky, <laughs> skyscraper coming in 2038 that's called Penis. Anything's possible. But I, my Freedom. water bottle too big. <laughs> yeah. We had no choice but to leave because we didn't want to risk getting arrested, although watching the police chase six dinosaurs would have been funny. <laughs> she says, that would be hilarious. Prior to visiting the park, Samantha posted on Facebook to let locals know if they wanted their kids to attend. She said that on Saturday, her two sons, Noah and Harry, went along in order to ensure the crowd remained socially distanced and no one got too close to the dinosaurs. <laughs> Samantha added, we were concerned about the safety aspect and we made sure that everyone take care that that's why my son came. 
Okay. You already said that. <laughs> everyone, everyone was being sensible anyway. There were no problems at all. Samantha, who runs a child-minded business, said after around 90 minutes of entertaining kids at the park, one of her sons was approached by the man in question. She said at first, oh, so it was the son that cried. That was his tears, that, his, <laughs> his laughter that went to tears. You've ruined that poor kid's day. Um, she said at first, it was like, he was just interested in what we were doing. He was asking questions, but then he said, have you got a permit after? And after that, he rang the police, which, you know, this dude rang 911, not the non emergency line. You know, yeah, he I mean, this is an emergency. There are dinosaurs in the park. <laughs> yeah. We didn't want to get arrested or anything, Samantha added. It was such a shame because the kids haven't had much to do over the past 12 months which is why we wanted to go out in the outfits. The idea was just to give people a bit of a laugh, and it was going really well until this man rang the police. Samantha from Darwin said she couldn't sleep on Saturday night because she was so angry about the altercation with the man at the park. She added, when I woke up on Sunday, I said, that's it, I'm going back out. I didn't want to let that man decide what we could and couldn't do, so <laughs> Dean and I headed back out in the outfits. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> and they have they have this I'm gonna send another photo. Nice, the old Beatles thing. I like yeah, that it looks like the Beatles cover art. She added uh, had a great time and the kids loved it. Well, I didn't want to let the man decide. Okay, yeah, so we went back out in the outfits. Luckily we didn't see the man again. If you did, he'd probably be following you. Samantha purchased the outfits for around 35 to 40 euro on Amazon. It came equipped with the power pack so the suit can be inflated as seen in the pictures. She said her uh, sights set on breaking the world record for most people in dinosaur outfits in one place, which is currently set to 252. She wants to beat the record to have the most dinosaur outfits in one place. Samantha said (laughs) it would be great to get the record. I think we can do it. Let's hope no one calls the police. That's the, the dumbest shit. This guy must have no life. <laughs> no. This is... That's a very not Chad move. That's yeah, no, a Kyle that's move. A, that is Kyle. For sure, man. Kyle written all over it. What a prick. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly a dick move, though. Like, come on. Yeah, let the kids have fun. It's a fucking like the world is actively ending before our eyes. Let let the kids have some fun. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So that's all the stories I have. Do you have anything? Anything? Any other stories you want to? Uh, nothing worth it, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, like we said at the beginning, this is a uh, knees. He's in. Uh, him and his buddy Harry are the host of the Ten in the Hole podcast, which, as he said, yeah. they talk mainly football and or soccer. Uh, <laughs> soccer. Uh, I was putting it your way because you said yeah. that you can handle it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'll link. I'll leave a link in the description to his their Spotify, and definitely go give it a give it a look because I listened through. And like I told him, I don't know jack shit about soccer, but I still enjoyed listening through it. So definitely give it yeah. a, definitely give it we a listen. We try to keep it 
more about the jokes than it is about like you know see all the tactics and things like that so yeah, we keep it light stats. yeah we we make music for it sometimes little parody song it's a good time mm-hmm. come check us out yeah like their last episode that the one that i was listening to was talking about the naughtiest boys in <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like yeah, I think we're talking about criminals, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time, man. I enjoyed those actually, especially those the five sides we do at the beginning. Because uh we've been trying to keep it fresh, trying to keep like, you know, different concepts mm-hmm. for making themes. And uh it's a good time, man. Yeah. I appreciate well, I really you listening. Appreciate... Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and chatting with me. Like if if you and if you and Harry want to come back, I'll definitely at any time you guys can come back and we can sit and shoot the shit for like an hour because I had a really good yeah, time. I had a great time. Uh, this was really fun and uh, I enjoyed the relaxed feel of the show. And uh, yeah. definitely, hopefully, next time I'll bring uh, Harry's son along with me. Right on. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be the end of this week's podcast. Go and check out Tin of the Hole. Knees is a great guy. Uh, I'm sure Harry is too. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, he's a bit of a scumbag. To be fair. <laughs> nah, he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Take My Word Podcast. That's Take My Word Pod. Check out my Reddit r slash Take My Word Podcast. If you have any funny stories that you're like, I can't believe this isn't already on the show, send it my way, and most likely it'll be on the next episode. Uh, anything else you want to say, Nice? No, just thank you for having me, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon, man. All right. Bye, guys.